Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, and we didn't have to turn in our taxes this week. No, we did not, but (laughs) I've actually already done that, so I'm Well, I mean, yeah, they'll let you. I'm just saying people weren't under the gun. I'm just telling you, here's the good news for me. I I forgot to mention this yesterday, but this is not just tax week. Oh. At the Crozier House, this is anniversary week. Oh. I, you know, it just goes to show how little money we made when we were getting married because it did not occur to us that April 15th was tax day (laughs) and we got married on April 15th. You got married on April 15th. So I'm glad that two things, none, number one, I didn't have to get my taxes done by then, but that I'd already gotten them done. So we're good. That is great. You know, there's actually kind of a genius to getting married on April 15th because then that can be a happy day. You know, you can... (laughs) Look forward to that day as opposed to, you know, just dread. (laughs) That is true. That is true. It's a good day. Hey, let's wrap up the week in Psalm 33. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to read from the Net Bible today. You godly ones, shout for joy because of the Lord. It is appropriate for the morally upright to offer Him praise. Give thanks to the Lord with the harp. Sing to Him to the accompaniment of a ten-stringed instrument. Sing to Him a new song. Play skillfully as you shout out your praises to Him. For the Lord's decrees are just, and everything He does is fair. The Lord promotes equity and justice. The Lord's faithfulness extends throughout the earth. By the Lord's decree, the heavens were made. By a mere word from His mouth, all the stars in the sky were created. He piles up the water of the sea. He puts the oceans in storehouses. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all who live in the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came into existence. He issued the decree and it stood firm. The Lord frustrates the decisions of the nations. He nullifies the plans of the peoples. The Lord's decisions stand forever. His plans abide throughout the ages. How blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen to be his special possession. The Lord watches from heaven. He sees all people. From the place where he lives, he looks carefully at all the earth's inhabitants. He is the one who forms every human heart and takes note of all their actions. No king is delivered by his vast army. A warrior is not saved by his great might. A horse disappoints those who trust in it for victory. Despite its great strength, it cannot deliver. Look, the Lord takes notice of his loyal followers, those who wait for him to demonstrate his faithfulness by saving their lives from death and sustaining them during times of famine. We wait for the Lord. He is our deliverer and shield. For our hearts rejoice in him, for we trust in his holy name. May we experience your faithfulness, O Lord, for we wait for you. Wait for you. Huh. Yeah. All these other versions we've been reading has said hope. Yeah, that idea of we, we put our hope in you. And see, you know what? That that goes back to what I was trying to bring up on Monday, that we've got this shift because this idea of hoping is there's something I'm waiting for. It hasn't already happened. Right, and, right, and we, right. right. We're, we're praising and glorifying and worshiping God, even though he hasn't fulfilled the promise of deliverance yet yeah. while we're in the battle. Yeah. 
even though we are waiting. And hope is such a big part of the Christian's life. I mean, it's we talk about it and define it as a confident expectation. We try to um, make it um, clear that hope and the Christian's hope is not is not wishful thinking, um, but it does have an element of waiting. And the longer you wait, the more hopefully you're learning. We learn perseverance and trust in the Lord. Uh, but uh, but the waiting can become difficult. Let's think about a time when this would have really been appropriate for the early Christians. I'm thinking specifically about the apostles, and I think it's going to tie into what this psalm really should remind us of. You know, we we joke, and I actually like the joke, every Friday is Good Friday on Text Talk. Yeah, well, because it's true, we find the Lord Jesus Christ in these psalms. And we find the Lord Jesus in this psalm, the exact same way we found him in Psalm 2. Remember just the other day we pointed out Psalm 32 mirrors Psalm 1, Psalm 33 mirrors Psalm 2. Mm-hmm. And Psalm 33 and Psalm 2 bring to mind the events that take place in Acts chapter 4. In fact, in Acts okay. chapter 4, the apostles quote Psalm 2. Yeah. They, they quote what it said in Psalm 2. Once I've recognized that Psalm 33 is the same message but expanded, I realize I'm seeing the exact same thing here as I did then. In Acts chapter 4, what's going on? The apostles uh, have, or a couple of the apostles have been arrested. We're going to find in chapter 5 that all of them get arrested. So these guys are actually in the middle of the battle. Mm -hmm. The the Mm -hmm. ultimate deliverance for them and their lives hasn't happened yet. There's persecution that they're facing. There are governors and counselors and councils and and officials that are opposed to them. I think it's also interesting, too, that while these officials are opposed to them, they are the Jewish leaders. They are their people, ostensibly. And yet, what do they call to mind and pray? It's from Psalm 2. Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? Mm -hmm. Uh, That when they, these even though they be religious leaders, when they line up to go against the Lord's anointed, to go against the people of the Lord, then they are the nations. They have Mm -hmm. cut themselves off from the Lord. Yeah. They would probably be some of the last people to see it that way. (laughs) Of course. Of course. (laughs) That's how the apostles prayed. You know, interestingly, back up, though, to the beginning of the prayer in Acts chapter 4 and verse 24, when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit. You know, now in Psalm 2, the creation is not highlighted like it is in Psalm 33. Big part of Psalm 33. And and Psalm Very 33, cool. Psalm 33 has this connection that it's because of creation that we can trust the word of the Lord and mm-hmm. the plan of the Lord. His his word is established. It will happen, his plans and his counsels. So we actually do see a connection. Even though Psalm 2 is the one they quote, Psalm 33 is a part of this mix. And what do we find in all of this? Well, after they quoted Psalm 2, they went on to say, and truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel. But now here's the kicker. To do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. 
So they had all their wow. plans. They had all their counsels. They were raging. They were plotting. They were purposing. And in the end, the best they could accomplish was just helping Yahweh get his plan done. It was like when uh, Pilate is talking with Jesus and, and basically says, don't you know who I am and that I have the power of life and death? And Jesus tells him, you would have no power except what is from above. Yeah. That, uh, that, yeah, that they believe they're exercising all of this power and demonstration, but this is, this is all happening within the purview of almighty God and a greater, uh, plan, a greater determination to save the souls of men. And so God looking down on the apostles is going to deliver them. He is going to make them successful. And that's where the apostles go in their prayer next. We see what you did with Jesus. We see how what you did with Jesus fulfills these Psalms. And we realize that what you are now going to do is what you have done with your anointed, you're going to do with us, his people. And so we're calling on you to do that. And even in the middle of the persecution, what are they doing? They're worshiping, they're praising, they're waiting on the Lord. They're putting their hope in him. They, They are trusting and they know, they know that it doesn't matter the size of the armies that come against them. They're going to win. I think it's so powerful that both in Psalm 33 and then as you pointed out in the Apostles' Prayer, it starts by recognizing God as creator and the power of this creation. And I guess sometimes I, I, I think a little disjointed about these things that God made this world and then things started happening in it <laughs> as opposed to all of this is one story, mm. one plan, one will of God that will not be thwarted. And it, it starts in this creation to bring us to and through Christ in these events. And what is so powerful is that God is able to take our plans and our counsels, mm-hmm. even when they go against his, and accomplish his own plans and his own counsels. Because that's, that, what, that's what's happening in the life of Jesus and in his death. Pilate and Herod and the Jews are not trying to accomplish God's plan. Even Mm -hmm. the devil, the enemy, Satan, behind all of this, the cosmic powers Mm -hmm. in heavenly spiritual places that we read about in Ephesians, they're they're trying to rage against the anointed. Their plan was not, their plan was not to accomplish God's plan. They're doing everything they can to keep God's plan from happening. But in the end, God took Mm -hmm. even all that they did, weaved it together not because God planned that they act that way, but because God knows and God can use their plans and weave them into his own. That is a mm-hmm. truly powerful and amazing God. I, it, it just It's mm-hmm. mind-blowing. It's impossible to fathom. Our God, his wisdom and his counsels are unsearchable, Isaiah 40. It's a powerful thing. A couple other things going on here. You know, we've already highlighted how this psalm has taken us back to the Exodus with the heaping up of the waters at the Red Sea and then with the heaping up of the waters at Jordan and and how that demonstrated Mm -hmm. God's ability to frustrate the plans of the other nations. I think there are a couple of other accounts in the ancient text that are also brought up here or, or, or that at least are brought to mind, even if they're not specifically referenced. When it talks about the Lord looking down and seeing all that men are doing, 
it reminds me of two stories that I read in the Old Testament. And those two stories are the Tower at Babel and then Sodom and Gomorrah. Ah, going back to the book of Genesis yeah, on these. these are both stories where man is trying to go against God. They're thrust, they're, they're, uh, they're trying to frustrate the counsel and plan of God. God had told Noah, when you get off of this ark, what I want you and your children to do is to spread out over the entire earth. But instead, what a bunch of the descendants did was gather together in the plain of Shinar and decide to make a name for themselves. Did God miss it? Nope. He saw it. He looked down and then he came and he frustrated mm-hmm. their counsels and their plans, and he accomplished his plan. Then we mm-hmm. see in Sodom and Gomorrah, there's this outcry of immoral unrighteousness, even while Lot, as the singular righteous man there. And you know what? I know that a lot of people like to preach their sermons about how awful it was that he went to that city, and maybe it was. But I know the New Testament looks back and talks about righteous Lot, even as he's in that right. city. So here's the singular righteous man, yeah. because it's calling to mind what happened with Noah. Here's this one righteous man in the midst of all this immorality. Did God miss it? Nope. He saw it and he came down and he frustrated the plans and the counsels and the sins of the people and he accomplished his plan. We see that happening throughout Israel. We see it happening all the way up to Jesus. And you know what we're going to see? We're going to see that for us today as well. Amen. God frustrates the counsels and the plans of the nations and he will always do that. And Mm -hmm. so stay on the Lord's side. And that's what we find in Psalm mm-hmm. 33. That's what Jesus did. That's what the apostles mm-hmm. did. That's what we need to do. It's really been great talking about Psalm 33 with you, Edwin, this week. And uh, for all those that are listening to the podcast, we appreciate you. We'd love to know what you're getting out of the Psalms. Send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. I also like to take a minute on Fridays to say to all the listeners, if you're in the Tampa Bay area this Sunday, come out and worship with us at Livingston. All the information you need is on the website, christiansmeethere.org. We're going to have a word of prayer together. Our great God and Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this week that we could open up your word and, and look at Psalm 33. Today, Father, we're just especially humbled that you have a great plan devised in eternal counsels and and coming about through the the actions and the processes of the world, ultimately, Father, for there to be a people redeemed in Christ to live forever with you in heaven to your glory. We thank you for the gospel, which invites us and allows us to be part of your people, uh, to be knowledgeable and even obedient to your counsels. And we pray, Father, that we might live in faith and walk in faith to them, even as you, Father, confound the counsels of the wicked. We know you win. We want to be with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.